Welcome to the Hunt League Podcast, where we share hunting stories from the field that help pave the way for others to follow. This year it was all like spot stock and being in the right position, figuring out routines, trying to outsmart them. It is my biggest goal for sure so This is far. your host, Jared Newman. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the Hunt League Podcast. We've got Grayson McBride jumping in, uh, one of our four finalists for the 2021 Outdoorsman of the Year. Grayson, I just want to start by saying congratulations for putting together a great season. You wouldn't be sitting here telling us your story if you weren't one of the finalists for this year. So I'm extremely excited to just have you get to share more of your story with the Hunt League audience. So welcome to the Hunt League podcast officially. Grayson McBride, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Awesome. Thank you, Jared. Uh, well, my name is Grayson McBride. I've grown up in Northeast Oregon uh, most of my life since I was four and just uh, just been passionate about hunting and the outdoors ever since my dad started doing archery when I was young. And uh, as soon as he started popping in hunting videos and stuff like that, I would be watching and I couldn't get enough of it. And <laughs> just always, always enjoyed uh, going down and renting the uh vhs's down there at the store to try to watch as no many way buck hunting. yeah all so the time did, was, what so. was your what was your favorite hunting videos who well who obviously primo's hunting was always okay. always on and you know going you know it's always funny now but you know got me so passionate about elk hunting and doing archery and we live in such a heavy elk area so i mean it's just it's so we're so blessed to live where we do um you, you want to hear a cool story real fast um, Go for it. You talked about those Primos videos. I mean, I think I think a lot of us hunters grew up watching the different Primos, uh, whether it was elk hunting videos, turkey hunting videos. I yeah. mean, they just they did it all. Yeah, they um, did it all. And it was and it was super entertaining. Will Primos was just the man. Like I would just look up to it him. Was. Like, oh man. So one of the judges on this year's competition with brave experience. His name is Weston Clark. He was a guide and outfitter. I think okay. somewhere near Montrose. I think he said either his first guided hunt where he was guiding, he, he was the guide. His first client may have either been Will Primos or the first elk hunt that Will Primos ever did. His first exposure may have been with Weston Clark as his guide. So like oh, wow. Weston was a guy that like he's oh, been around gosh. leading, guiding all that stuff. So he's one of our judges this year in the finals. That's and awesome. I, I know he played a significant role. I don't even, I, it could have been, pre when those guys were even you know running cameras and doing doing all the stuff that they did for all of us for years but that's pretty cool just even like saying you grew up on those videos and knowing like oh man man we got we got weston clark joining us as one of our judges this year and he's one of the original (laughs) guys that got will primos into elk hunting and that's like that's so cool dang that's cool yep we're talking about 2021 one of the questions that I've had asked a lot is you posted early on when you first created an, a Hunt League account. Yeah. I did a podcast with Garrett Weaver. I think that's how you got connected, if I'm not mistaken. You listened to that podcast, created an account, and now here you are competing toe-to-toe with Garrett Weaver in the finals. Oh, like man. I'm sure at that point in life you weren't expecting it. But one of the first posts that you posted in the app was you actually holding a picture of two mountain lions, one on each shoulder. And I remember reaching out to you and I was like, I, I had two concerns right away. I was like, one, I've never seen that. And that's the coolest picture I've ever seen. Did you actually do it? And two, is that even legal? Like, I, I remember like asking you that. I was like, hey, uh, yeah. like, I kind of want to monitor yeah. this and make sure like you're not going to get yourself in trouble like <laughs> by posting a picture of two mountain lions. And right. it was like, Actually, yes, it was legal. I had two tags. I was like, "Yep, it was the first year oh that they gosh. made it so that you could have two tags." And obviously, you usually get the. It's it was crazy. Um, it was Memorial Day, and it was really foggy, rainy. Um, my wife, like she, I think I I woke up really early and I was just fidgety in bed. She's like, "You you got to go do something. You got to <laughs> get out of here. In. Please get please get out of the house." And so I'm, I'm so passionate about predator hunting. Coyote hunting is my, my just everything. And so, uh, woke up early that morning, went probably not even four miles out of my hometown in Cove, Oregon. And, uh, did my coyote stand. I did, I ran through the whole sequence doing howls, uh, the rabbit distress to the pup distress. And this basin I was calling in was 
really lush green. I mean, it, the pictures just show off how green it was. Um, but the fog rolled in about that 20 minute mark and I'm usually getting up by then and across the way about 600 yards, there's a logging road that you can't drive, but it's just a nice, uh, going parallel to me. And I, I look and there's a, it looks like there's two white-tailed deer. And so I pull up my binos and I look and, and sure enough, there's two cougars walking. And that's like one of my first encounters with any mountain lion at all. I mean, they're all around and we've had a lot of, you know, close calls and seeing the sign, but just by myself, you know, sitting on a stand and then there, there they are. And they have no intentions of coming to me to the call and they're working their way away from me. And so at that point, I'm just like panicking, like, oh, oh man, I got, you know, I got tags. This is a mountain lion. I need, this is my chance. And so I go to my Fox Pro. I run the Fox Pro Shockwave. It's set up about 30, 40 yards from me. And uh, there I am uh, flipping through all my mountain lion sounds, just trying to get some kind of response. And I'm playing like the heat, uh, mountain lion and heat. When, when do mountain uh, lions, when are mountain lions in heat? Do they... <laughs> i don't know so here you are the mountain know. lion hunter and you still don't know i, I mean i we know coyotes yeah. are just getting ready yeah. to go in but I mean, i'm like i don't actually have a clue when a mountain lion yeah. goes into yeah. heat like I, I i don't know i've talked to people around here and they say okay so th- i mean this is, you're does. at memorial so, day weekend and, so we're talking we're in may the uh-huh. end that's pretty much the end yeah, of last, mountain lion think, season yep. probably or no when is mountain lion season out there Oh, it's, it's year round. So you can hunt, you can hunt mountain lion season. Yeah. It's, it's open year round. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just so like, oh my gosh, there's two mountain lions right here. And, um, even though they were like 600 yards away again, anyways, I flipped to that. Uh, it was female, it was a female mountain lion call and I hit that and they both just twist their neck and their feet. Like they're just looking straight at me and they take a couple steps and I'm just watching them. And all of a sudden, like after playing that for probably about 12 seconds, 15 seconds, they just bolt and they just are running right towards me, like harder than I've seen coyotes run sometimes just coming after me. And I'm just like, I'm all panicking now. I mean, I had my gun all lined up that direction, everything, but they're coming. But in between that 600 yards, it's a dip. So you're going to lose sight of them. You're not going to see them as they come. Yeah. So they're coming and they run about a hundred yards and I'm losing them. And I'm like, and that fog is rolling in and it's just like thick. Now here's what I've heard about cats. I mean, I hear cats use their eyes more than they use their nose. Like where a coyote might circle. Yes. What was the wind? The wind was going that direction a little bit. And so, yeah. And yeah. And after I talked, you know, after all this happened, I talked to my uncle cause he's killed cats and he's like, yeah, they, they do use their nose. They do know how to, I don't know what happened. I but, have heard that they use their eyes yeah. more than their nose. Yeah. Like whereas a coyote will use their nose more than their eyes, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you yep. had the wind not in your favor, in the lion's favor, and here they are hard charging yeah. at the yep. sound and from they, this Fox Pro. They're coming. I, I lose sight of them, but it feels like five minutes, and I haven't seen anything. And I'm just scanning. I know when you're a coyote hunter, you're looking for you're looking for white flashes or just spots that show up that are light colored. And what happened was I'm just scanning, looking, 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 and all of a sudden nothing pops up, but I just kind of noticed that there's all I see is this little white thing. And it's, I get on the scope and there it's uh, the cougar's head. It's just one head and it's all I can see a hundred yards. And I quickly get on it, zoom in, boom, there it is. So I put it right between my eyes, pull the trigger. And that thing just So you went straight headshot. Just just drops, boom. Straight headshot drops. Then I see the other one haul butt out of there. So I quickly switched to a different call, uh, a different female, or I think it, I need to have this done. It was okay. a female whistle and okay. switch that on. And I'm like panicking, like I killed my first cougar. This is crazy. And all of a sudden I see that other one coming back broadside and it goes right up to the female standing broadside and sniffing right there. And I just pull, you know, I had another one in the chamber and, squeeze it off right behind the shoulder. Boom. And I just see that thing, you know, donkey kick and take off. And I'm like, oh, well, he didn't drop, but he's wounded or something. I don't know where I hit him, but I was freaking out. So I, I quickly like kind of gather my stuff and I'm backing up because it's the fog's rolling in that at that point, it's rolling in pretty heavy. 
and I call my wife like, I just killed two cougars. You got to get up here. And yeah. They're only like, you know, five minute drive. So my dad, my little sister and my wife come up. And I'm like, I'm not going out there unless my dad's yeah. there with a shotgun. Did you know, have a handgun or anything with you? So, no, I yeah. don't carry handguns. I don't, I don't, I don't carry handguns. So we, uh, we go to the first one and there it is. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this thing's huge. It's beautiful. Like I can't, but you're also like looking up real slowly, like making sure the other not, cougars you know, not wounded and about to pounce on we, you. Yeah. We then kind of split up my dad and I just in eyesight and start walking towards and he didn't, that other, the male didn't go 40 yards oh and he was goodness. down right there. Um, so it was unreal. I picked up the male first. Um, he was a okay. little bit grayer coat. The female was a lot more tan and they're, they're actually still coming back to me. I finally got the money to do that and got them sent off. And they're, they should be coming soon to get, you know, after so are you doing full body on both? No, no, they're not. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, just tan, but they're not getting into any kind of rugs or anything, but man, just, just that day was like, this is like the highlight hunt of my life. And I'm at that age, I think I was only 25, 24. So it was just like, I, you know, I've been hunting my whole life since 12 or oh even eight goodness. with birds and stuff. What an but, epic. Now, yeah. now we got to be fair. And because I said the very first thing you posted is a 2021 this. Yeah. 20, 2019. All right. 2019 was the lion hunt. So, so just. Yeah. Yeah. Which you yeah, had but, Huntley but out. But we didn't do I the podcast with it, Garrett. Yeah. So, and uh, I know. Yeah, Bummer. Yeah, cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the thing, the day I finally got on Hunt League was uh, July 25th or 27th of this year. So looking back, I only did about three or four months, but I hunted my my absolute butt off trying to, you know, just, well, I already, I already hunt that much, but just being able to log, you know, being consistent when you do go out, making sure you turn the hunt league on, you know, and report every little thing yeah. that you do. I mean, one, really I don't up, know. To get I kind of feel like, all right, there's a bunch of people that have the hunt league app. Um, there's probably only, mm -hmm. I mean, right now it's definitely still like we're, we're talking in the hundreds, there's hundreds of users. So like, as people listen to the podcast, you know, the Hunt League podcast at this point, like this is pre-growth. Like there's no real like Hunt League is not exploded. Hunt League is not growing. Like we don't have the Android app out. So this is the very beginning. So you're one of like the first people. I feel like there's kind of this learning curve where there's a lot of people that have downloaded the app, but they never really logged their first hunt. But I feel like once somebody logs a hunt and actually gets the process of like how to log a hunt, then I feel like every mm -hmm. time you go to the field, like it's a no brainer. Like, of course you're going to log the hunt. Cause you want like to capture the whole experience. You're going to, you want the story you want, you want yeah. the timeline yeah. and like being able to share that with buddies and like even use it to like coach people up and just say, Hey, here's, here's what we're doing. It's pretty cool to like see the community side of this actually start to come to life and see people like you that have like suddenly found this and then are using this tool. Um, all right. Now, you are a finalist yeah, for yep. 2021. We've spent our time really talking about the 2019 mountain lion hunt, which I feel like everybody has questions about. So I feel like we had to answer the questions to go, okay, that wasn't from this year, but yes, it actually happened. And it is as epic as you think it would be. So congratulations on the most yeah. epic 2019. Just so you know, we've never named uh, 2019 outdoors in the year. Our first outdoors in the year was 2020. So maybe if you happen to not win the 2021, you know, give you an honorary 2019 outdoors into the year yeah. award. So, uh, yeah. pretty epic stuff. Now yep. let's talk about 2021. Give me yeah. some of the highlight moments. I mean, I know, I know you said you kind of picked up the app, maybe end of July, um, started logging. I, I don't know if you had any like turkey hunts or coyote hunts from earlier in the spring that you kind of went back and like backdated and, and added into the app this year, but give me some of your own highlights, anything from 2021. Well, starting off the year, uh, I got two coyotes right off the bat on film, which was always something I've been wanting to do again. I had a YouTube account in the years past and I had probably about 10 or so hunts on there that were self-filmed hunts and they weren't as good quality or anything like that. But starting off the year, I got right back into it, got two down um, and I was so excited just to say, I'm gonna get back into this. I'm gonna make it you know, a goal to try to get them on camera after shooting them. So. Right off the bat, I think I killed two in January, and then it got kind of hard with the coyotes. So I did do some turkey hunting. I usually do have success with turkey hunting, but I didn't. I didn't pursue it as hard. I don't know why not, but uh, we we moved into this part of the valley 
uh, two years ago, and I just kind of uh, just got more th- more, more important things to do than turkey hunting. Sure. But hey, well, you you are married. You're what? Are you are you 27? How old yeah. are you? Okay, you're yep, married. 27. You're 27. Yep, and we got married three, four years now, almost four years now married. Okay. And your wife hunts? Yes. Yes. She's got a huge passion for it. She likes to fish more than hunt. And I'm the opposite. <laughs> I can't, I can hardly catch anything. And she loves to rub it in my face, but you know, I I'm out there almost every weekend. It seems like hunting and she does tag along most of the time if it's not too cold, but so that's when we, we led into the pup season for coyote hunting and Cass is like, that Cassie's my wife and she she's like I'll go with you this evening I was like okay well then I'll just film and you can you know you can run the gun so we did two stands and both stands we called in two coyotes and she missed the second one on the first stand barely um but yeah that just getting that on film having that experience with Cass was a huge like uh, <laughs> it was just the best day honestly like between that between like for this year between that and my big bull that I killed, like that was like one of my highlights, like taking her out, seeing her smile, just getting her those coyotes in close. Cause there's been so many times where she sat dry stands where nothing came in and it's cold and we've walked so far and we've been at it all day, you know, just to have that success with her was like a huge, That's so fun. huge thing for me. So getting that on film to remember it forever and having the hunt log and just to go back on the, like to know the exact date and all that stuff was great. Um, but uh, after, after that hit, I was really, uh, actually, I learned about in July about the Hunt League app. And so I started to really try to scout. I tried to uh, pursue bears in August 1st is when our, that opens up. So okay. I was really doing bear hunting, but I've never, never had success did with you, a bear. Did you but see any bear this um, year? Never saw a bear this archery season, which is crazy. Okay, so you're an Oregon guy. Warm, we have only done the outdoors mm-hmm. of the year twice. There have been a total of seven finalists that have been in this. Last year, we had one from Oklahoma, one from Colorado, one from Oregon. This year, it's two from Oregon, two from Wisconsin. So three of our seven finalists in the outdoors of the year have all been Oregon boys. Two of those guys are bear guys. You know, we've got, we got a guy last year that was Wolfgang Troxel. Yeah. He was able to harvest a bear with his bow last year. Yep. You know, uh, Garrett has, you know, kind of said, man, I've, I've actually found quite a bit of success bear hunting and that's kind of been in his wheelhouse. Have you ever harvested a bear before? No, I've gotten close, uh, a few occasions, but never, never got one down. I've, I've hit a couple with my, with my bow, but just never recovered them. Um, I don't know why, but the part I live in, in Northeast Oregon just seems to I just don't hunt on the right level or I'm just not seeing them or I stink too <laughs> now, much. I don't know. But you're, you're, you are a One predator those, guy. But... Cause like early on you were kind of saying, man, I love coyote yeah. hunting. I love predator hunting. Would you say, would you say predator hunting? Is that, is that your favorite type of hunting actually? Like, would you prefer predator hunting over elk hunting or deer hunting I, or duck hunting? Any of that stuff? I'd say so. Uh, it's, it, it depends between the archery elk hunting and uh, <laughs> the coyote hunting. But I've heard my heart. I've heard my heart pound the most when I have a coyote running in on me at like 400 yards, and it's t- just coming straight in. I've I've literally heard my heart just clicking outside, and it's like, what is that oh noise? My and it's my own heart just click, 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 and I just. But you know, I, I've had a lot of experience with the elk, and so yeah, it's just it's hard to beat archery elk. So I actually am thoroughly enjoying this conversation and seeing the passion that you have for predator hunting. Cause it's like, that's awesome. Yeah. I actually didn't know that that was such a passion of yours, like diving into this conversation. I'm like, okay. And you had some incredible videos. Like I saw some of the videos that you posted there at the end of the year, like showing some of the, uh, some of the coyote, like mm-hmm. a, you, you, you painfully went through and tried to make a 59 second video so that it would actually post in the hunt league app. And <gasps> Your highlight videos kind yeah, of like, okay, yep, this I dude is that. serious yeah. about his predator hunting, but I had no idea until this conversation how much you actually loved that and how that got your heart rate going. So yeah, to dive into that a little bit uh, with just how why uh, I we're, we're dog people. We have dogs. We have we have cats too. So I, I kind of love them just the same. But we've had cats that we've seen, you know, almost get taken out by coyotes and stuff like that. We've had them, you know, ripped apart out here. So it's just that part of it. And then, uh, actually one year I was archery deer hunting and I was seeing the same two fawns 
and whitetail fawns and a doe like in the same area and I just knew at one point they might bring around a buck and then one morning I go up and there's a dead doe just tore up and the only thing that's around is coyotes in that area and their fawns are just running they took out the mom first and just seeing seeing her tore up like that and just having the fawns still stay around I don't know why they took out that first but I mean there's coyote signs all around that trail cam picks all that and just seeing how destructive they can be in those areas and we and we loved archery deer hunt just as much and when we see the deer numbers going down where we're not even you drive up you don't you don't ever have to worry about hitting deer because there there's hardly any deer or they're all in town so it's it's just kind of like we need to manage these predators it's getting out of control honestly what i've learned about coyote hunting the most is that it'll make you better at every kind of different hunting that you do i mean with the with your motion coyotes can pick up motion so well and that gets you ready for turkey hunting having to play the wind you know if you're hunting year round and you're having to watch that wind or else you're not going to call on a coyote or he's going to get downwind it helps you out with deer and elk hunting i mean it it teaches you so much about stand set up like for when you're calling an elk you know you need to have those lanes you need to almost make them feel like they're comfortable coming into a spot uh but it's taught me so much it's helped my every kind of hunting because you can do it year round and you have to look for all those different variables that a coyote has because he's the predator hunting just as much as you are you know out there even well even more so it's just it's opened my eyes and helped me out wow i i mean i I think that's big time i think what you just said there uh is actually something that i think every one of us needs to listen to say man like we always talk about practicing our game with you know we're shooting our bows we're shooting our rifles we're getting more confident in some of our our like actual skills that are on us but i think one of the biggest skills yeah that every one of us needs is just that woodsmanship learning to hunt being able to set up well on an animal anticipate and uh and i absolutely Mm -hmm. see the value of what you're saying because anybody that's hunted coyotes for any period of time realizes they're they're hard i mean that's a predator they do what they do and they're they're you know they're good at what they do and they survive yeah, you might see them dumb out in the field sometimes, but if you actually go out there to try to pursue them, like they are smart. And you know, if you do it, if you stay after your coyotes, if you if you do try to go out as much as you can, I learn where morels are, where mushrooms are needing to be picked in the spring. I learn where my deer are. I learn where turkeys are roosting. Like because yeah. I'm just going out for coyotes, I run an elk. I mean, it's just such a benefit. It's fun to do. It gets you out. It gets you exercise. All that stuff. But I mean, I with the Huntley app, it's like, I'm going after coyotes, but there's, there's my tracks for my elk. Like I'm seeing where I'm seeing rubs that I would have never gone because in the archery season, I'm not thinking to go there, but I'm, I see an opportunity to go to a stand for coyotes there. And that's where I bump a deer. Or I, 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 and now when you're seeing a rub, you know, that that happened in August or September exactly. for elk. So if that's happening in August or September, yeah, maybe that's a good place for you to be this August or September. Yeah. Well, when I heard about the Hunt League app with that podcast, I was like, this is like the perfect journal for me. I don't know if I'm going to compete at all. I don't even know if I'll even buy, you know, the subscription to, to do it, but I'm going to use the app just because it's like, where am I seeing my deer and all that stuff? Cause I'll, I'll go on Onyx. That's what I use. And I'll, whenever I see like any deer sign, elk sign, I'll input it in there, but it's so nice to be able just to like the Hunt League app, just definitely all, even the scrolling stuff just to see like what kind what type of sign you're seeing is just it's so fun to input i i take it i take the time out while i'm hunting to yeah. to input the stuff like and that's that. awesome and that's encouraging for fun. me to hear um all right we are gonna i don't want to lose our time because i want to i want to punch through this we've talked yeah. a little bit about we've actually talked a lot about right. predator stuff give us some of the other highlights of your year because if i look <laughs> through the huntley gap all i have to do is search your name you know i can just type in Crayson in the in the community page and it pulls up all your posts from the year right now if somebody types in Crayson, they're going to pull it up if they type in garrett there's a couple garrett's in the app so you know they'll have to fight through and weed through which garrett they're looking at but if you type in Crayson right now in the app the only posts that pull up are from you so uh go ahead and uh, walk us through some of the other highlights tell us some of the some of the different species some of the different methods to take other disciplines that you've done you said coyote hunting has made you a better hunter and almost all the other ways you so. know 
besides the archery, of course, uh, I actually did a lot more bird hunting this year and that did help, you know, that did, um, like right after archery season, I, I started to take the wife's 20 gauge shotgun out and did some, uh, did okay. some grouse hunting, you know, cause I'd, I've seen grouse. And so that's something I did differently this year and really pursued was like, after work, let me go get some <laughs> mountain chickens for my wife and I, and, and she really, you know, I learned how to cook those things and it was pretty good. So, uh, that was always super fun just to go drive the mountain roads and then see them, you know, run off the road and jump out and stock them for a little bit and go try to shoot one with the 20 gauge. And our limit here is like three. So that's a pretty good meal if you can. And there was a couple of times this year I, I did, you know, limit out on those and that was pretty cool. Um, also the waterfowl, I haven't killed a goose in five years. We don't have great spots for geese. You kind of have to have a lot of private permission and it, a lot of people around here hunt uh, the waterfowl. So, uh, one spot really produced a couple, I think I got four or five geese this year and that was pretty big for me. Um, now when you're doing that, are you decoying them or are you just jump shooting them? Are you coming around corners and jump shooting them? I used to have all the decoys. I used to have all the, I used to be a huge waterfowl hunter before I got into coyote hunting. And then that whole passion okay. switched. I sold all that stuff. So this year I actually, uh, have a spot that, um, some of my distant family, uh, owns. And so I got permission to hunt that. It's, it's, uh, probably about three miles of just a small river. And, um, for some reason the geese decided to go land out there at the wrong times. And I just come up and there they are right there, uh, 15 to 20 fly up and they're right, you know, oh point gosh. blank. It's pretty fun to jump them like that. So yeah. And a lot of the times I'm only killing mallards out there and that's always been a huge thing especially with my bird dog and i and oh, he, no. he passed i saw away that that made me like that'll break your that. heart yeah. anybody yeah. that has uh, a good dog you was... just know like oh dang yeah yeah <laughs> try not to get all teared up here but uh the the upland game i did some i took my brother-in-law out a few times and my dad and so chase getting after the roosters are it's so fun they're like the prettiest bird they're the just the pheasants are so so pretty they really so are. now is that in oregon that you're pheasant hunting or are you are you traveling somewhere to pheasant hunt it's all here in the valley yeah i, I don't i think the farthest i traveled i i don't go more than two hours away from my house like that's the farthest i'll travel wow. to go any any kind of hunting i mean the elk hunting was probably i could hunt less than 10 minutes to you know an hour like that's a normal drive for you know, so I'm not doing the whole backpacking and all that stuff. You know, I come back home to my nice comfortable yeah, bed you and kiss your wife at night before you go to bed. It's, it's yeah, great. exactly. So, um, but the, one of the highlights of this year was my dad drew a spike tag for elk and, uh, he was struggling. I was hunting my own animals and I took the time after after church one Sunday, I was like, let's just go, you know, my, I don't want to spook my elk out of the area I'm hunting. I'll take you out. And we got it done like right after, after that. And it was, is that a bow hunt or a rifle hunt? No, it was bow. So it was spike only. It's, can I even say that? Can I say the unit or would you rather not? Uh, you don't need to like, okay. So it's a spike only unit, but near the Valley. Where yeah. It's live. one of the big, the big three units here in Oregon. And so, so that was a, that was a difficult tag to draw. No, yeah, okay, not only it, takes because like it one is a spike. You were saying spike. it's a spike, yeah. so I was like, that, that yeah, it's usually not a hard no. draw. He, he's he got a lot of points, and Oregon has a system where you can not put in for you can do like a second draw, I think is what it's called, or something like okay. that. I don't, I don't do a lot of point system stuff, but anyways, he didn't burn his points on the spike, but he can he can learn the area with the spike, so it's coming up for him in the future. So he decided to put in to learn the area. And so, uh, you know, he, he doesn't do the whole Onyx thing. So I'm, I'm running, I'm like, let's go bugle off this point. Let's go off this point. You know, I, and I, I looked at the Onyx and it had a weird, uh, a weird corner on the road. And I was like, let's, we're going to park right here. We're going to go to this point. I'm going to bugle. We're going to hear something and we're going to kill a spike. And I told him that right before we even did it. And exactly that we, we dropped down hundred, 200 yards off the road. I bugled, we heard a big bull like bugle right back instant like that. So I have, and this is all on my YouTube channel as yeah. well. And so we're like, well, at least we get to see a cool, you know, a big bull. I mean, we were just trying to, you know, it wasn't like, we're only gonna, you know, 
pursue spikes where we would like to go see some elk and talk to elk and have that interaction still, even though we wouldn't be knocking an arrow. Yeah, you, you, you can't shoot one, but right. You, yeah. You're we, elk we hunting and you're practicing yeah. and that's very yeah. cool. So drop down in there and, uh, I'm bugling talking to this bull and here comes two spikes just running right down the draw, right to my dad. And so I back up and I'm filming from a ways and talking to him. I don't hear any shots or anything like that. And so I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't I think I need to loop back up above him to try to draw him in because I don't know where these spikes are compared to where he's at. Yeah. And when I do that, I can see the spikes down in his little spot. I'm like, they're right on top of him. So I I, you know, zoom in on my camcorder and I could see one spike broadside and then the other one's quartering to me. But I could see the Illuminoc tucked right behind his shoulder. Oh. So he had already, so he had already been shot and he he's just standing his- there. Yeah, just standing there. He doesn't know what happened. He's like, oh, this hurts. I know. I mean, I could see his ears like flickering, just like, I'm in pain. But, you know, just zooming in and all of a sudden I see a blue Luminoc right behind his shoulder. I'm like, this is too good. And yeah, it was a huge, it was like, you know, he ran off at that point. My dad came up. We were all cheering. We had grandma and grandpa uh, because they have a cabin not too far and they, we called them to come help us out. And it was, it was really special. I actually had my wife and uh, our, her little sister come up and that was pretty cool to see her reaction to, to the whole, you know, process of taking out an elk and, you know, getting it out of there to the truck. And it was a, it was a pretty steep, steep hike out of there. It wasn't too far, but it was pretty steep. Yeah. It was section that you had to get out. And even though it's a spike, it doesn't mean it's a small animal. Like it is is a lot of work. And my dad, you know, he does, he's killed a lot of elk in his life, but just him getting up in his upper age too, you know, it's always like just these memories just will last forever for me, especially if you catch it on camera and all that stuff. It's so fun. And then, uh, right after that, it was, you said you captured that on camera, but you also mentioned like people can watch it on your YouTube channel. What is your YouTube channel? Cause I saw, I remember when you posted, um, and I think you wrote it on, like, I think it was even on the photo when when you, when you yeah. ended up shooting your big elk, but what is your YouTube channel? Because people need to see your elk hunting video from this year. Like you did yeah. such a good job putting that together. I mean, you spent some time obviously, but not just time. Yeah. I mean, money, you got a drone flying in the sky. You got a couple yeah. different angles. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was like, all right, this guy self filmed this stuff and you did yep. a phenomenal job putting that I together. So that. what what is your YouTube channel? So people can go check that out and because they, they need to see these elk hunts. They, these are really well done elk hunts. Well, thank you. Uh, it's McBride Hunts, just on YouTube. Just type that in. Uh, it's my last name in Hunts. So it's just kind of like a personal journal kind of thing where I can send that around to the family a lot easier. And, and it's kind of grown. I've gotten like 150 subscribers now. And it it started out, you know, just nothing. So it's, it's growing slowly. And I think that video has over 5,000 views on it. Um, and then my wife's, we, we were kind of comparing because she has her three coyote kill, you know, hunt. Yeah. And they were neck and neck. And I was like, I took the lead, you know, just going over 5,000. I'm like, haha, you know, I'm going to destroy you. And then all of a sudden she shoots up over 10,000. And it's just like, <laughs> and I'm still stuck at like six something now. And it's just, yeah. it's, just it's just great. But don't, don't yeah, worry, go this on podcast that, you will see. get you three more views. So like, you'll get at least three more views out of this. <laughs> yeah, so start catching you your wife. There you go. Yeah. So that hunt was absolutely unreal um it just you, you kind of need to watch that i could i can explain it but it came in, it became a two-day process you know uh a shot that was a little too high um on camera and led into the next day and that bull is still tougher than nails and pursuing yeah. a cow and is coming right towards me i'm i'm, I'm a, i would encourage you to watch the video but uh it's incredible. Like if people, people yeah. need to see it. And I know some people are going to be haters on it. Cause it's like, you know, well you shot it. And then the yeah. next day, like anybody yeah. that's hunted with archer equipment realizes like sometimes like it doesn't all happen the way we always dream or envision it. Yeah. And it's not because you didn't plan for it. There's just so right. many variables. And I will tell you elk are tough. They I mean, are. they are tough animals. So Man. that's not an easy job putting an elk down with an arrow And the way that you the way that that hunt went down, I mean, it, it is worth watching. And not only is it worth watching, but I mean, you took down a monster bull in the, I don't know if you want to ruin it, but like the bonus of when you actually have your bull down and then what you get to see right after that. It, and it's like, 
are you kidding me? Like, oh man, uh, yeah. are, you, are you in a giant petting zoo with a huge? <laughs> fa- I mean, it was nuts. So yeah, they gotta yeah, watch it. It is my biggest bull for sure so far. I've killed a couple six points, but that was a, a really wide six point mature. Um, I, I saw him during the season, like taking out other, uh, you know, other bulls fighting for that, for that little group. And so it was, it was pretty cool season just to, to watch him. Actually, that, that was the first bull I did scout um, this season was that, that big bull at six point um, up on the hill. And that was the first one I actually recorded on the hunt league I, I actually um, remember you posting a couple yeah. of pictures and like yep. there, there are pictures early on of you seeing a really big bull. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah, and I never yeah. knew like, is, is this on private land? Is it on public land? So that's, you know? that's the other thing. It's like, um, yes, it was on private land, but I literally go door to door to almost everybody and get rejection after rejection, really try to get permission. Um, this year I, I have had permission for that same spot the last two or three years. Um, but those years there was hardly any elk. There was no yeah, elk. So on that even property. though you had permission, there wasn't yeah. really much of a benefit. No like one even knew really there. Ask there even because it was just open country wheat fields. And then there's a couple timber spots with a couple ponds, but it's all, I mean, if you're a rifle hunter, it's, it's like the best spot in the world, but elk weren't there, but we discovered that there's wolves that moved in uh, up higher and started pushing all the elk down. And so there was times where I had like 250 elk on this property at one time. And oh it, it made it super extremely difficult with all those eyes, the wind swirling. I mean, it wasn't an yeah, ideal Yeah, some spot. people might think like, that's incredible. Like that's like shooting fish in a barrel. But yeah, what they don't know about elk hunting is like, yeah, you put 200 sets of eyes in open country, any movement, you're getting a cow to yeah. bark. You're, you're having a problem where yep. it's like you're waiting for something to come close, but then something else gets downwind of you, spooks out of there. Like that becomes it's, actually a very difficult scenario. And it became of trying to do a whole different routine. I, I've always grown up calling, calling elk, like calling in was everything. And this year it was all like spot and stock and being in the right position, figuring out routines, trying to outsmart them. And those animals just always know where predators are. They know where to pick things up and they know your scent and all that stuff. And it's just, it was a battle. I didn't think I was going to get it done to be honest this year, but there was an open area on the very top and that bull had been going randomly up into that area and you can't eat. There's no trails. It's just open hillside. It's not a wheat field. It's just a really rocky terrain. It's got those stickers and stuff. If you watch the video, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And there was these three bushes up on top of this where I saw him kind of pushing cows around at one point. And I'm like, I'm just going to go sit my butt right there by that bush. And it's completely open country. I'm actually wearing the shirt I wore that night. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it was just like, this isn't going to work. And I sat there till just about dark. And all of a sudden I start hearing cow calls at like 300 yards, start working their way up towards me real loud. And there was probably only six elk in that little tiny herd. And this yeah. spike comes up right behind me at 20 yards and he's feeding just the whole time. And I mean, it was like second to last week. And I'm like, should I take this? I really would love some, you know, I'm, I'm still at that eight, you know, yeah, point yeah, where yeah. I'm like, like where I would still take any elk at this point. Take any and, elk with a bow is a, is a, yeah. is a huge win. Plus you got a freezer full of yep. meat versus maybe a freezer with no meat. Right. So, and then he stood at 85 yards for about, 12 minutes and I cannot believe the wind held up. Um, or the eventually light, cause you're running out yeah, of daylight. Exactly. And... Yeah. I mean, you can see on the camera footage, it's, it's getting dark and he starts working his way in until he starts work, you know, turns broadside and I range him and it was like 40 yards. I'm like, this is perfect. And you know, I didn't realize, but he took another five steps closer after I ranged him that last time. Cause I mean, you know, I'm getting ready. Yeah. And I only have a bush behind me. And you know, when I shot, I shot for 40 and it, it did hit high. Um, not terribly high. I, I was surprised that it didn't penetrate more than that, but, yeah. um, that's what happened. And it just, you know, it, it made me sick that night. I couldn't sleep. We went after at like three 30 in the morning, pitch dark. We went and tracked blood until here he comes back, you know, that same area chasing cows and at 25 yards or so, you know, he's, know. he's turned, still chasing cows. He's still chasing like, cows. How and, is that possible? And I can see the arrow and it's still like, still bleeding. Like, I, it's just like, oh, come on. 
I know. You know, it, that, it is unbelievable. Perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely just, unbelievable. Have my dad there. You know, it was pretty cool. He he filmed over my shoulder with the iPhone. You know, and that's one thing. Looking back at it now, is like, yeah, it was, it was probably my best video. I loved it, but the audio and stuff. Like, I've just like learned so much after just that hunt. Like, how much I want to get better at maybe producing a better hunt and yeah. stuff like that so well, i know we're excited to watch you get better at that yeah. i know you you said you're getting ready to spend some money on some new yep. uh film equipment and audio stuff so yeah i mean you put on the, the the post that you did the highlight videos that you did and posted uh even dealing with the restrictions of hunt leagues like 59 second video length i mean yeah. they're still so good in like watching those videos i was like i can't believe you were able to pack that much content in a minute. Cause when you think of a minute, I mean, it's just like, Oh, it goes by so quick. Yeah. It's like you watch those videos and it is wall to wall action from your elk hunt, from your coyote hunting this year. Yeah. Really well done. So you. you gave us, I mean, you, you got a grouse, you didn't get a Turkey. You didn't get a bear. Did you deer hunt at all this year? I did. Yeah. And I got a couple shots. Um, uh, I, I don't, uh, target bucks, like a lot of guys do. Um, anything that has antlers and is legal, I'm taking because I we love the venison and uh, it's just kind of rare to find a buck. I did um, pursue probably the biggest whitetail buck this year, and we don't have a lot of whitetails in our area. And they actually started to get blue tongue and die off towards the oh, end of the season. No. So it was kind of it was kind of worse. You know, if you did get one, it was kind of like can you eat it? Or you know, is it good? Because or? I ran into about four does in like three days that were all bloated up nothing was eating them blue tongue all that stuff so it was kind of like you know you might get a really nice rack um but that was i had a really close couple calls with this buck that i was really you know i was going to go after i did pass up one little tiny fork at horn uh white tail buck um because i was trying to pursue this big guy Um, yeah I, i think i got 70 yards at one point to him 45 at one other time and it was just too much crap in the way but yeah, it was, it was a big buck. Deer hunting just can be so hard for me because I, I usually like to call in animals. So you can't okay. call in a deer. So you like you the don't turkey, hunt, you don't hunt the you rut. You like the coyote, here. you like the elk, you, you like, like duck hunting, waterfowl. Yeah. Anything that you're calling is more because yeah. yep. you're interacting with the animal. It's a, you're interacting with it with a different level. And some people will say, well, you can do that with a buck. You know, you can grunt, you can, you can rattle, you can do some of those different things. But, you know, you can rake. Um, mm-hmm. But what a, what a cool season you put together. I, I would encourage anybody uh, that wants to take a look at Crayson's season. I mean, you've been active in the community, commenting, posting, connecting with people. Uh, you've been, you know, you've posted hunt logs. You've, you've given us a lot to look at and enjoy this year. It has been so fun getting to, like, see you and get to know you better, like, just through the app. Um, I, you know, I sent out an email actually a couple, I don't know, weeks ago, maybe a month ago, just even how what you wrote to me in a, in a message thread, how much that turned my season around. I was so discouraged during my archery season after losing that buck that I'd been chasing. Yeah. I mean, that was such a gut punch for me where I was like, I can't still can't believe, believe it, but yeah, it was the biggest year I've ever had that privilege to be able to like hunt. And I was like, mm-hmm. I had scouted it. I had, I knew where it was. I saw it the night before the season opened. Everything seemed like, Oh my gosh, this is going to happen. And then to have it shot right out from under me, I mean, it was like, I don't, I don't even know what to say or do. It was so painful. Have you talked about that hunt with a lot of other, on other podcasts at all? No, no, none actually. Like I haven't, I haven't dove into it, but it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, it was, it was, it was gut wrenching. You could do a whole uh, podcast on just that buck. Like it would be. It'd be I, great. It's hard to talk about still. I might have to wait. (laughs) I might have to wait another year, Grayson. But yeah, I mean, it was. That was that was a deal for me, and it was so discouraging. But I mean, just your simple words of just like encouragement, and man, just take what the Lord gives you, and how that shifted my perspective, yeah. and just turned it to like, man, I'm just grateful for all that you know. God is providing, God is giving, like being able to like take in the sunsets, being able to take in just watching the movement of animals, whether it was a doe, whether it was an elk, anything like everything. Then instead of being like frustrating for me, just right. became a gift, and it really and I. And I can truly say, like, man, thank you for that. Because, like, that was probably the biggest gift of my season this year was you just throwing those kind. And it was so simple. I know what you were doing. It wasn't even like, I'm going to really pass a chunk of wisdom off to Jared right now. It was like, just in in such a simple way, like, 
your word of encouragement. And I feel like, man, if we have the ability to do something like that in Hunt League, like to mm-hmm. be able to encourage one another and like just commenting on something, blessing something, like just saying something kind. Yeah. And how that can sure. like Well, that's what I feel like with the Hunt League community is all about. I mean, there's been so many guys that have reached out on, on the, you know, just private messages on here and they've just been so encouraging. Like Josiah, like the other finalist, he's, he's been so you know, encouraging and fun to talk to about hunting and stuff like that. It's, it's actually built a lot. You know, I I've in talking to Garrett, you know, I used to be kind of, I used to follow him on all the social media, all that stuff. And like, he was almost like a, my, you know, starstruck when he messaged me like, Hey, you know, we're the Oregon boys. I'm like, dude, like, this is so cool. I'm I'm, Garrett knows my name, you know, it's just kind of cool like that. Cause I listen to all his podcasts. I'm, I sit on a lawnmower all day at work. So I listened to all that stuff and, you know, just his, you know, he's helped me out with a little bit of bear hunting tips and stuff like that. So it'll be kind of oh, cool. And he's, he's wanting to, he wants to pick my brain on the mountain lions. Cause he still wants to, you know, pursue that. Yeah. But I know. And I, I do think that's going to be cool watching how like using this app and like is connecting people and, and it's going to help. Like people are going to get to see like, well, what kind of tactics, what kind of things are other people doing? What time of day are they seeing stuff? Like, just being yeah. able to look at somebody else's hunt logs, like especially on an animal or a species that like you've never hunted before, like being right. able to look in the community page and filter for a species. Like I think that's good. That's going to be really exciting, especially as things grow, especially as there's more users and more people that you're going to find like local people in your area that are doing it. So right. I'm excited to see that. Well, I, I know we need to kind of wrap this up. We're, we're you know, we're, we're starting to run long, but yeah. I want to, I just gave you one shot one more shot to kind of answer a question. Um, you know, you're in the finals for the 2021 outdoors of the year. What does that mean personally to you? What would it mean for you to win this competition? Like just, you know, you're an accomplished hunter. You've had some really big things, but does this, does this competition mean something to you? I know you said when you entered it, it's not like you entered this to win it. You're not logging stuff because you're trying to manipulate a system to be able to win. Like, you were logging these hunts and now this is like this icing on the cake. You had a great year. You got a lot of people that are rooting for you, celebrating your accomplishments this year. So what, what does this outdoors of the year competition actually mean to you? It it's actually just caught me off guard. Cause I didn't think I was like that, that successful. Um, but it is, it is something special. I mean, my family is super proud of me and you know, I do have a huge passion for this and, you know, God has led me through so many, you know, blessings and all that. And, you know, just really put this on my heart to do and just to kind of get the, the recognition of just it coming true that I'm, you know, starting to be at the top, you know, of at least this game. And it's, and it's, it's really caught me off guard, to be honest, just (laughs) this whole thing. It's just like, I'm like one of the finalists. I could actually, you know, win this, there's a chance you might win this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, and after seeing what other guys have put up, you know, Garrett and Wyatt and Josiah, it's just like, it's so, it's so cool. You know, when I got picked to be the top 12, I kind of had a feeling that I would be in that, in that section, just because, you know, you, you do rank up by using the app a lot. And I did use the app a lot. And so I was towards the top three most of the time. And so just having that, I was like, you know, I might be, you know, it'd be cool if I could get top three or whatever. And here I am now. And, you know, my name's kind of, you know, getting spread throughout this community. So it's kind of cool just to, to be a part of it and get to see that I might win this thing. And I, I do, I am feeling more confident, you know, just <laughs> after looking at my hot logs and taking a second to see how my season turned out. And it's just like, wow, you know, it was it's, a good year. Like it, it was, was a great year. Yeah. yeah. So what did now any, any kudos from your wife for, uh, you know, oh yeah. Being, she, she, like... She's always, you know, she, it's all from the encouragement, like go after them, you know? Yeah. To, you know, being a part of, she actually hunted a lot this year. She, she was with me. She tagged along a lot of hunts the last week after I killed my bull, I was really trying to kill a buck, but I was like, no, I really wanted to see her get her first, first elk with a bow. She's trying to, she's been trying the last three years to get anything with a bow and yeah. she got her shot. She got a couple shots this year and never, never made any kind of contact, but she toughed it out. She was there with me. She, she fought through some pain and stuff like that. So I was wow. so proud of her. I really wanted to see her kill and, you know, kill something with her bow this year and it didn't happen, but 
you know, she did get more experience and that's all it counts. And, you know, from cooking all the meals afterwards, you know, she's just always been there for me and I, I couldn't, couldn't have done it without her and just her support. So, that's yeah. so great. Well, Grayson, congratulations on a phenomenal year this year. Uh, you are absolutely a deserving candidate as a, as a finalist in the outdoors of the year. Um, I feel like this is still just the beginning too, you know, like it's the beginning for hunt league is we're kind of really launching into leagues, but it's also just the beginning for you. I mean, you're getting better with your YouTube videos, like the fire and the passion that you have for, for hunting in the outdoors. I feel like this is growing. And if this outdoors of the year can kind of help fuel that passion in a productive way, not in an unproductive where it's taking you away from your wife and other priorities in life, yeah. you know, but it's yeah. like, yeah, you keep these things in balance. I mean, I would encourage you, man, the future is so bright for you as a hunter. And as, as somebody too, that, you know, I, I'll just kind of say this over you, like, man, I think some of the stuff that you're putting together, I think it's going to be really helpful. And I think you're going to be one of those guys that like starts paving the way for others to follow, which is a big deal. Like, Sweet. you know, as people yeah. see your hunt logs, as people start to recognize your name and see you, like, I, I think you're going to be synonymous with this is an outdoorsman that does things ethically. This is an outdoorsman that cares about seeing other people be successful. Like your passion to see your wife be successful, to go out with your dad, to capture these moments. Um, yeah. I feel like if you stay committed to that road, I mean, you know, I, I think there's a lot of room for, for somebody like you that's just got outstanding character and truly cares about others to, to really do well. Uh, and so at least in our community, you know, I think yeah. you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be a hero in the Hunt League community. So, congratulations yeah. again on a, on a phenomenal year. Uh, I would just encourage you to stay at it. I do have to give you one warning before we get off, which is, last year we had three finalists. Not one of those three finalists was even a candidate for this year. Everybody that was nominated last year yeah. as a finalist had like the worst year of their hunting life the next year. So oh, no. I've got to give you that fair warning now and say, okay, like be ready. Cause I need you guys as finalists to break the curse this year. Yeah. Otherwise nobody's going to want to be a part of the outdoors in the year. Cause they're like, no way would I want to be a finalist for that. Cause that means yeah. I'm going to be awful for the next year or two, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I need you to be one of those guys. that's just committed to making sure that whatever Absolutely. happened to last year's pool doesn't happen to this year's pool. Oh and, my uh, gosh. Absolutely. I, I do encourage anyone out there that's listening to this to get on the hunt league while you can, because yeah, I could see that people are, as soon as they get on, they start picking up and it's like, it's hard to catch up. So <laughs> you have a good chance with some beginners luck. Cause I sure did. I only had, you know, I've only been on it for about five months or so. So jump on if you can, and you can, I mean, you can end up like me and be in the finalists and be getting a sweet prize here in a couple of weeks. So yeah, brother. It'd be so cool, man. Yeah, brother. Well, thank you again for joining us. Congratulations on a phenomenal season. I truly wish you the best in 2022 season. I'm excited to continue to follow you. I'm excited to see, too, if there's any overlap with our finalists, if they end up hunting in each other's states. And, you know, like yeah. whether you get a bear with uh, Garrett this year or, you know, you, you head to Wisconsin and teach Josiah how to coyote oh, hunt, all so those cool. things, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be exciting. So yep. congratulations again. Thanks for jumping on this podcast. And uh, we will see you February 1st in the 2021 Outdoors of the Year live finale. Cool. So, Can't wait. All right, man. Thanks, well, Jared. Good night. We'll, uh, we'll see you here soon. All right, see you. Bye.